0: Blurred Up, Blurred Up. Welcome to the show where we talk about nerd culture from a BPOV, a black POV. You can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. We are on Facebook at B-L-E-R-D-U-P. We are on Twitter at B-L-E-R-D-U. And we are on Instagram at B L E R D period U P. You can find us on Blurred.com. Those are our sponsors. Please check them out. Lots of great nerdy cultural goodness from through a black lens. I am your host, brendan and i'm joined by mel
1: what up what up hello hello
0: we have a lot to talk about today we do lizzo and the headlines we're going to talk about some trailers specifically wonder woman 1984 we're going to talk about that new sketch comedy show astronomy club and we're going to talk about the latest episode of Watchmen. lizzo hidden the headlines
1: yeah Our 2019 Entertainer of the Year. I'm very proud of her. Congratulations. You know, I've said before on this show that I love Lizzo.
0: Yeah? Did you? I don't know
1: if everybody... I did, actually, in our... um,
0: The hip-hop one? Yeah, in the
1: hip-hop one. I also mentioned that I didn't... I wasn't really sure, though, where her her platform was coming from. I love her music. Right. But it was kind of weird that she's always like, look at me, I'm big, and I still love myself, I'm beautiful. And not being a woman of size myself, I don't necessarily think it's my job to say... What her experience is. I can't validate it or invalidate it, obviously. I can just accept it and say, yeah, okay, girl, do you. But I, the thing that confused me was I was never really sure when it became uncool for black R&B singers to not be skinny. Because there's always been big black R&B singers. There's always been plus-size black women in R&B and hip-hop. I mean, look at Missy Elliott, who Lizzo kind of took the torch from. She's not necessarily plus-size anymore, but she started that way. True. Um, So, I don't know. She was kind of talking like nobody had ever loved plus-size black women and black music. I think in the crossover space it was different. But, yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. I think when it comes to Missy Elliott, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I think because she had kind of a gimmick beyond her size, that she had extremely creative music videos Mm -hmm. and choreography in the videos, she had a gimmick beyond just her size. Whereas I think that Lizzo is kind of making... Her size the gimmick, as it were, I don't want to kind of dismiss yeah or say that in a dis- in a dismissive way
1: right I mean because it's the, very empowering yeah. well, yeah, I mean cause she talks about it a lot, but I don't think that's a bad thing i right. just I'm just sort of startled that her platform kind of seems to be I, you know necess- not necessarily her platform because she's never said this, but when people talk about her, they act like she is the first plus size black woman to ever be famous. Mm. I think she's the first plus size black woman to be explicitly famous in a crossover space, yes. But I think that we have always appreciated plus-size black women. I think. But again, I am not a, I'm not plus-size, so I can't necessarily speak to that. I've just been perplexed by that personally. I think, I think mm-hmm. you could
0: definitely speak on your observations in regards to mm-hmm. music. I sure. Mean, we all observe the same right. music. Jill Scott was one of my first— Exactly. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Jill Scott was the first Valentine's Day present I ever got.
1: Really? Uh, her volume. When Jill Scott herself, Her just her again. No. Yeah. <laughs> no.
0: Sh- shush. No, her, her volume one with. uh
1: getting in Yeah, life. yeah. I mean, uh-huh. That, album, that was an amazing album. I still album. bang it. It's
0: great. Shout out to Stephanie if you're out there. Thank you. Um,
1: <laughs> now, was Stephanie a plus size black woman? This is where the metal meets the road. She was. The rubber not meets the road, sorry. Plus
0: or black.
1: <sighs> okay.
0: But she had, she had good taste.
1: Yeah, she did. Okay.
0: You know? So anyway, let's we're we're let's. Get yeah. Whoa. Back to Lizzo. Okay.
1: Yeah. Let's not go down that road. Lizzo. Speaking of Lizzo. <laughs> yes.
0: So, I randomly started going on Facebook, and I saw a couple of stats about Lizzo twerking at a baseball game. Mm-hmm. And considering all that's going on in my life personally, and just what's going on in the news and in the world, I really had no time to really care about this. Mm-hmm. So. You asked me to talk about it on the show.
1: Yeah, because my timeline has blown up. Twitter, Facebook,
0: I've only seen it like Instagram. two times.
1: I've seen it so many times. But the thing is, I, have only, I, I had to go looking for the actual video mm. because I just saw so much commentary about Lizzo and it all seemed to be coming from all these different sides and it was also vitriolic mm-hmm. that I had to go look up the video and, well, we'll see what you have to say about it. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: so I, I told Mel that I would find the video and I would watch it for the first time live and we'll see how I how I feel about okay. it. Okay. So I got it pulled up here. Mm-hmm. So here we go. She's standing up. Everyone's kind of looking at the, at the jumbotron, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, she starts dancing, you know?
1: Oh, you just got that video. Oh, okay.
0: Oh. Oh, wow.
1: Uh, what?
0: I'm just... Oh. Wow.
1: Okay, I haven't actually seen this video. I just saw the one where she does the dress reveal in the hallway of the Staples Center on the way to her seat. Oh. Yeah, so I haven't seen the actual Twerk video. Oh, okay. But, I mean who cares if you twerk with your ass out at a baseball game? Or what baseball game? Basketball game. Because we have cheerleaders. That's their whole job.
0: Yeah, I mean... They're just a lot smaller. My overall stance is um, there's really too much going on in the world. Like, let her live. Mm-hmm. Like, there's really nothing that's going to move the needle on mm-hmm. anything of significance. Who cares? Right, That's exactly. my stance?
1: Totally. I mean, here's my thing. What'd what What tickled me was just how un-nuanced so much of the commentary was. Right. It was either... I mean, people really do seem to have this feeling like you can't have a dissenting opinion unless it falls into a stance that you already know about, mm-hmm. right? So people were either like, oh, you're so fatphobic because you don't think that Lizzo looks good in that dress. Well, I'm sorry. I'm not fatphobic, but I personally think that that's a really ugly dress. I thought I saw the reveal at first, and I thought that it was like there was something wrong. I thought like her dress had gotten caught in an escalator or something because right. it just looks so chewed up from the back. Yeah. I think Lizzo's beautiful, but that dress is not her dress. It's, Sorry. I don't even... Mm-hmm. Ass out or no ass out. I mean, it's just... Not, I don't think it's a cute dress. But that said, it doesn't matter if she, she likes it, so wear your dress, girl, twerk. I don't care. I don't have to like it. I don't put food in Lizzo's mouth or... What's the expression? Food on her table or... Teeth in her mouth. I don't know what the expression is. In I'm old mouth. and black, but I'm not that <laughs> old. Okay, I don't know these expressions, but you get the idea. No, I, My point is, yeah. right? <laughs> teeth in her mouth, what is wrong with me? Um, um, my point is, though, just because you don't like what Lizzo does, it doesn't matter because she likes it and she's making money and she's Time Entertainer of the Year, and it's not that important.
0: But yeah, I mean, you, you hit on the head. Um, that dress, it, it looks like she's wearing her like really big brother's shirt. Yeah. And just like cut out an ass, yeah. In the I back. mean, and, it's just like... I, yeah. and and Lizzo
1: can be very sexy, but that to me is not her at her sexiest. Personally, no. it, it looked like a mistake. It's not a cute dress, but Lizzo's beautiful, so she can wear whatever she wants. I don't care.
0: Yeah, The Daily Show made a joke about oh, really? she. She sat in the in the cushioned seats that absorbs all the all the bacteria. So oh, why would you put gross. your bare butt on that? Oh, gross. I just thought of that.
1: No, oh. oh, she was sitting on a seat in the staple center. Oh, and it, and it
0: wasn't like, you know, it's a regular like seat. It was like a cushioned seat. So oh. it's like that, that they, they absorb more things.
1: Oh, okay. That's gross though. <laughs> well, I mean, Hey, again, it's not my ass. If she wants to put her ass on it, a- Public's, ew, she can on afford a public the health care if something right, comes exactly, out of that. So. Exactly. She's fine. Let Lizzo live. You can have your opinion. I certainly have mine. But some people are taking it to a really extra level. Well, you know,
0: that's that's a part of our culture now. Everyone has to mm-hmm. have some extra opinion. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Yes, girl. Yeah. Do it for the culture right, or... Right. It's trash. Exactly. It's like, you know, you you can
1: have an opinion that has nothing to do with either of those extreme stances and still support the artist. I I like her album. I have her album. But I'm not going to buy that dress. I keep saying that. I really don't like that dress. But whatever. Again, it doesn't matter what I think. Yeah. (sighs) I called it ugly dress, stupid opinion gate on my personal Facebook page. So people are taking it way too far.
0: No, I, I agree.
1: Meanwhile, the world is on fire. Right. I mean, come on. Who are you voting for? Gosh, I sound... Okay, again, I'm old, but I'm not that old. And all of a sudden, I almost took myself to a level where I sounded super old. I was literally like, who are you voting for? Stop buying chicken sandwiches. Let Lizzo live. Wait, no, stop. Sorry. Too far.
0: And turn into Huey from the Boondocks. Exactly. All right. Lizzo okay. is Dunzo. Yes,
1: exactly. We, let Lizzo live. Moving on. Go buy her album. Listen to it. It's great. Also, buy her time spread because that dress wasn't sexy, but her spread in Time magazine is very sexy and very mm. fashion. Okay.
0: There have been a lot of trailers that came out Mm -hmm. over the past week. There was a new Ghostbusters trailer, Mm -hmm. a new Wonder Woman trailer, and there's one more that I'm blanking on, I'm pretty sure. Oh, there there was a new James Bond trailer.
1: Oh, gosh, I completely blanked on that one. I didn't know it was out.
0: So, I don't know, if you're just joining this show for the first time, I personally do not watch trailers for films that I know I'm going to see. Mm -hmm. I like to see. It's kind of like... I'm starting also not to listen to singles on albums really before the album comes out i I like to just like a like a a movie scene I like to see it in the context of the film. I like to be surprised and amazed mm-hmm. or moved right and and at that moment
1: that's interesting
0: so yeah so but that being said, I did. Catch a, s- a snippet of Wonder Woman because, you know, as you scroll on Instagram or Facebook, they just they have that autoplay. Mm. And so I saw something that I feared. Mm. And have you seen the Wonder Woman trailer? Have, All yeah. of it?
1: I don't have as intense a stance on trailers as you do. I'll usually watch one or maybe two, but I just want to watch the film most of the time. Sure. For me, trailers are usually every film has two minutes of interesting footage in it. So mm. a trailer doesn't really tell me much about a film. I've Enjoyed films I've seen without a trailer much more than tra- than films I've seen with one. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: So I'm going to tell you what I saw, and then I'll give you my opinion on it, and then you can tell me if I'm wrong. Because okay. I only saw it literally for like five seconds.
1: I'll tell you right now, you're wrong. Stop eating chicken sandwiches. Move on. <sighs> anyway.
0: Okay. Vote. Vote labor. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry. It's okay. So, I think when I talk about this on the Captain Marvel review possibly but I didn't like Wonder Woman too much and one of my main beefs is that she's literally Superman and honestly if you ask me whose power set would you rather have Superman or Wonder Woman I would honestly choose Wonder Woman. Hmm. Why? Well Superman's his power source is the sun. Wonder Woman doesn't really have a source it's just she's just badass all the time mm. um, even though she can be pierced by sharp objects and be hurt. Mm-hmm. Her healing factor and her just ability to withstand pain is so great that it, it's that's really ne- negligible. Hmm. Uh, Batman uh, Batman was,
1: does not have powers. He's a oi, Hey,
0: hey. OK, don't, don't, sorry, don't, sorry. Don't, I did not mean to cut you off. Don't I'm just off. hold
1: on. You're not bringing up Batman. Wait, I'm bringing up Batman. OK, why?
0: So Superman asked Batman a question. He said, who's faster, Wonder Woman or me? And Batman said or asked, who's faster, Usain Bolt or Bruce Lee?
1: Oh, that's interesting. Yes. Although, The Flash got no love in that conversation? Jeez.
0: Well, The Flash is easily the faster person. Of course, person, of course. But even Wonder Woman can keep up with him at cruising speed. So it isn't, huh, you know. Okay. So, I mean, she really has a great power set. And that and that's True. just beyond her knowing, like, crazy languages and all these other little, little things that you can w- wiki. When I see in the trailer for Wonder Woman and in the movie her big set piece is her crashing through... A window and fighting 10 germans mm-hmm. it's like this is whack would would you ever give superman a trailer where his big set piece is fighting 10 regular humans in a room
1: yeah who do you think he is batman
0: yeah or captain america like th- those are their scenes true yeah th- th- those are for those that level of hero mm-hmm. not for wonder woman so when i saw everyone championing this as a feminist oh my god yes mm-hmm. i'm like in a, a in a way of course of course yeah director, uh, the actress, and just how, as we talked about in the review, how Diana sees herself mm. and, and, and views the world. I think it was really cool. Yeah. But as a, on the hero level, I was very unimpressed. And I hoped that now that they have this origin out of the way, they can actually give her a movie that's worthy of her abilities. And so when I was scrolling through Instagram and, like, I briefly saw scene i saw her once again in some like lobby or something mm-hmm. sliding across the floor in her signature way right. beating up dudes and i'm like literally you're wonder woman does superman have to slide across the floor to, to like topple mm. a security guard
1: right that's a good point yeah. i was
0: i'm just i'm t- I'm sick of it yeah like you were not in one but two movies were really letting her down
1: right well i don't know i'd
0: was there more in the trailer that showed her doing more impressive there feats? There wasn't
1: really, to be honest, when you think wow. about it. It looked all right. But again, every movie has two minutes of interesting sure. footage. And they're, they must be keeping the big stuff for the actual film, which I can appreciate right now since this is the first trailer. But to be fair, I so far, that film, just from the trailer that I saw, looks very much like a nostalgia piece. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing with the male lead. They've got a lot of explaining to do. I don't know if you saw that.
0: I mean, I, I know he's back. Okay, yeah, yeah good. Sure. So,
1: yeah, Steve, Trevor. Trevor. Yeah, yeah, is back. I don't know how. They've got to explain that. And they didn't explain it in the trailer. Dive. So I'm mildly... Some explaining to yeah, them. Yeah, I guess. I'm mildly intrigued. But my thing about Wonder, the first Wonder Woman movie is that I don't really like putting superhero stories in the backdrop of real wars clumsily, which I thought they did. I thought the villain was whack.
0: Oh, yeah. Kristen
1: Wiig... Okay, she has potential. I think she could be a badass cheetah. But from the bit you see of her in the trailer, you don't even know that she's she just looks like an adoring fan.
0: Mm. That's Um, how I think it's how mm. they wrote it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Which is fine. But I mean, I'm interested to see what she does because I do like Kristen Wiig. I think she's underrated as as a talent in a lot of ways. Okay. Uh, So we'll see what she does with that. I'm looking forward to that. But I'm just worried that it's going to be a boring nostalgia piece. And I'm not a huge fan of Gal Gadot. Mm. Um, she's kind of got this sort of strange otherworldly energy, which should work in her advantage, but she just sort of seems disconnected from the whole everything. Um, but then again, I might just be Hayden. I don't know. Either way, um, I don't know. I'll see it.
0: Well, we have to. Right? Yeah, well, it's, it's our yeah. job
1: at this point. Yeah, it is kind of our job.
0: Not a job, but our yeah. our responsibility. Our
1: yes, exactly. For our you, passion for you, the people. Yes, for you, dear listeners. We will see Wonder Woman and hope that it's not mediocre. I'm sure it'll be all right. But... Just like next week's movie, mm-hmm.
0: The Rise of Skywalker.
1: Oh God, that's next week. Next
0: week. Oh geez,
1: I completely forgot.
0: Yeah. You got to start okay. looking for tickets so you don't, you don't get shut out.
1: Yeah, I won't. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Okay. Uh, okay. Anyway, I'll see it, but I just kind of feel I'm not... The trailer didn't make me want to see it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to see it despite the trailer, not because of the trailer. I miss really exciting trailers. I think the last trailer I saw that I was super, super excited to see the film for was the second Matrix movie. Like, that's the last time I saw a trailer and was like, let me see this movie. And I got hurt. And ever since then, I've been like... I don't believe you, trailer. I don't care how awesome you are. Infinity War? Endgame? No, no. I, to be honest, I don't even think I watched those trailers. No, wait. I did watch the Endgame trailer and I was interested, but I knew that they were going to fake us out because Marvel's got a history of doing that. And they did. That's true. pretty bad. I mean, they That's paid true. Okoye dust in Endgame, but she was all through the trailer.
0: That's true. So, yeah. And in that po- or they like, took her off the poster. Yeah,
1: exactly. Well they, put her, well, they put her on the poster. Finally. Yeah, finally, when people complained. Yeah. But there, it makes total sense now that she wasn't on the poster because she was barely in the movie. True.
0: Um, she did kill Glaive, though. Was it yeah. Glaive? Corbin Glaive? Yeah,
1: Cor- Corvius Glaive. Glaive, whatever his name sure. is. I don't know his government. Government name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. I saw the Ghostbusters trailer that you're about to talk about. Um, I'm going to
0: talk about it because no, I've never right. seen it. I haven't seen it. So. Okay,
1: I I didn't finish the trailer because I was actually bored by it. Um, I and then was, it's Paul
0: Rudd. He's, yeah, he's Paul the Rudd. main person. I
1: guess I had heard rumors that the remaining, the living original cast was returning for this, so I watched the trailer hoping to see them, and they just never showed up, and it was just Eleven's boyfriend from Stranger Things, looking tall and awkward and gawky and teenage, and I was like, okay, I think I've seen this movie before, but just without ghosts, so Mm. I got bored and turned it off. Again, Uh I'll see that film, but the trailer didn't do anything for me. Okay. Mm
0: -hmm. James Bond, I'm really excited to see a black 007 woman,
1: Mm.
0: but... And she was the homie from uh, from Captain Marvel, right? That was the... Yeah, that's her. Mm-hmm. I forgot her name. But...
1: Yeah, I completely forgot. I haven't seen that trailer at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. But it's still Daniel Craig, too. And I think that's why I stopped being excited about Bond. Daniel Craig has never been Bond to me. Mm. I mean, he was really good in the first film where he was Bond. And then he just kind of gets progressively saggier and leatherier. And it's just very like... dope. Yeah, but I was just looking at him like, "Sir, let somebody else do it." You mm. look like you're about to break a hip, my man.
0: Speaking of him, though, I finally saw Knives Out.
1: Yes, what'd you think? It was very good. I really liked it. Mm-hmm.
0: It's, uh, I thought it was it was great drama. I thought mm-hmm. I knew it, and then yeah, I, I had something. It's mm-hmm. it may, maybe it's one of those films where it's like whatever you think. It is correct. Yeah. I, there were some things I did guess at mm-hmm. the
1: end. But the way that they get there, yeah. it's really well written. Because, Absolutely. you know, the test of good writing is even if you know what's going to happen, you want to see how it plays out. Right. So you do kind of know what's going to happen, but right. you want to see how it plays out. They oh. tell you everything that's going to happen in the film in the first 30 minutes. But it's just so much fun to watch it all
0: unfold. Sure.
1: Mm-hmm. And what did you think of our boy Captain America playing a horrible person?
0: It was great. I loved
1: that. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: It wasn't like he, like, you know, slimmed down for it. He was just... Big ass it was just Captain America yeah, exactly. in these big ass sweaters, <laughs> crossing his arms, right. being a dick.
1: Exactly. It was Captain great. Captain Dick. Yeah, totally. It was great. Um, so Captain there was that. Asshole. Oh, gosh. That's, that'd be amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was that. And then I think the girl from that, the, the, the nurse, mm-hmm. I think she's the new Bond girl, isn't she? I'm not sure. I, I feel like I heard that somewhere. I don't know. I'll look it up while we talk about more stuff. Keep going.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to Astronomy Club.
1: Ha uh-huh, ha! So yes.
0: it was you who put me onto this. Yes,
1: it's the blurred sketch
0: show. Yeah, it's great, guys. Uh, you know, sometimes Netflix just quietly puts things out, and I guess it's up to people to just kind of use their word of mouth to advertise it. But mm-hmm. yeah, so this Oshami Club premiered on Netflix last week, last weekend. Mm-hmm. And this is a new sketch comedy show with an all black cast, and apparently it's from the producers of Blackish.
1: Yeah, I think so. I don't usually know details like that okay. reliably, so I'll believe you. Okay. <laughs> okay.
0: What's even more special is that within the cast, they often explore and make fun of different shades of blackness. Very
1: much so, yeah.
0: So there's a person who is hood black. Mm-hmm. One lady is Huxtable black.
1: Yeah, one is Canadian black. <laughs>
0: yes. Um, there's the super nerdy guy who mm-hmm. people kind of ignore and, and, mm-hmm. and make fun of. There's mm-hmm. mixed eth- ethnicities, mm-hmm. queer Yep, um, and there's insecurities about colorism and mm-hmm. interracial spouses, parents. Mm-hmm.
1: It's a super black show. I was pleasantly surprised by the yeah. level of blackness and the level of nerdiness. Yeah, and just it's really creative and funny at the same time. I re- I've watched the whole season twice since I put you on. Wow! It. I really, I, it was funny. It wasn't like guffaw funny the whole time, mm-hmm. but I just loved the ideas they were putting down. I wanted to give it the extra view.
0: No, they were fantastic, yeah. fantastic. I want to briefly talk about the cast. And I got this information from Refinery29.com. Mm. There's Ray Cordova, Shantaine Bowen. He was apparently a technician on The Sopranos.
1: Because Re- <laughs> he looks so ethnically ambiguous. Yeah, okay.
0: Um, Jonathan Braylock. He has a podcast. He co-hosts a podcast called Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood.
1: Oh, that's interesting. Great name. Yeah. I
0: definitely want, want, to, want to listen to that now. Right. And he's actually on the podcast with two other people that are on the show.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He's appeared in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, mm. Broad City.
1: Oh, that's what I've seen him before. Yes. Okay.
0: And mm-hmm. How to Be Single. Mm-hmm. James Third. he writes for the rebooted version of All That on Nickelodeon.
1: There's a rebooted version of all that on Nickelodeon. Yeah. I am missing out with this expat life, man. I,
0: I'm not sure if it's, if it's out now or it's coming.
1: Oh, okay. Well, if it's out, I've got to look it up. I'm, cool. I'm
0: pretty sure Keenan and Ann Keller are like helping to, to produce it. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure it's actually out yet, but I can be wrong. I'll, I'll, okay. I'll, 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 uh, I'll check that out later. He also wrote for Adam Ruins Everything. Mm. He's been on Modern Family, Broad City, Black Mirror, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver, and Late Night with Seth Meyers. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also.
1: Yo, there are a lot um, of James Bond movies. I've been looking for that girl the whole time you've been talking, and I've just been scrolling through endless pages of lists of James Bond movies. This is insane. Keep going. Okay. Okay.
0: There is Jarrah Milligan. He was also in Broad City. Mm. He also worked as a producer on VH1, MTV, mm-hmm. CW, Spike. And he also helped produce Wild and Out.
1: Okay. This, they've got a lot of accolades between the cast.
0: There are three women:
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, Caroline Martin. She was also in Broad City mm-hmm. and Black Mirror.
1: Mm-hmm. Wait, was she in Black Mirror? Do you know which episode?
0: Not sure. Okay, I've looked that up. Okay, Monique Moses was also in Broad City. A lot of Broad City.
1: Yeah, a lot of Broad City alum. But Broad City is like the new uh, what second city The like. The, 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 is it Second City, the troupe that produced all those SNL people?
0: Mm. I feel like Broad City
1: is the new version of that in a lot of ways. Sure,
0: mm-hmm. sure. But yeah, she was on Broad City, Full Frontal with Samantha B and The Daily Show. Mm-hmm. And lastly, we have Keisha Zoller.
1: She's the only one I'd heard of before watching this. I've seen her stand up. She's
0: quite funny. Okay. Mm-hmm. But she's the only one who, or she has not appeared on Broad City. Yeah. She was a writer for The Opposition with Jordan Klepler. And a writing supervisor for Busy Tonight. And she's been in a number of things like Orange is the New Black and Divorce.
1: Wow, that's a show? I just I don't watch enough TV. There's so much stuff. It's too much. Gosh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, quick time out. Yes. The nurse from Knives Out is, in fact, the new Bond girl. Her name is Ana de Armas. Okay. Also, Rami Malek is the villain. Yeah,
0: I was. I yeah, I knew that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, I'm excited yes. for that. So I'm
1: excited to see that actress was really good at Knives Out. I'm excited to see her in something else, but I still haven't watched the Bond trailer. Back to our regularly scheduled programming.
0: I'm excited for Rami Malek I, over everything. I just I loved Mr. Robot. So.
1: Regularly scheduled programming? Uh-oh. Okay. You aren't a fan? No, I, well, I just haven't seen it.
0: You haven't? Oh, I haven't. I, I heard really, it's really I recommend good. It. yeah. Yeah. Okay. So again, let's go back to them just exploring their shades of blackness. This is in this kind of ongoing, recurring narrative. So like a black lady sketch show, the actors have comedic bits mm-hmm. as themselves between the true sketches. So yep. for the former show, they somehow survived like an apocalypse and they're mm-hmm. just joking and roasting each other. And they certainly deal with aspects of black femininity as well. Right. For Astronomy Club, they're in a reality show where they're living together in a house yeah. as part of the Netflix deal.
1: They really do a good job of kind of calling back to the old school real world format. Yeah. Like I, it was very cleverly done.
0: It was really funny. Yeah. And so we get to know them seriously in some ways, mm-hmm. but also we see other aspects of their comedic chops and it's mm-hmm. it's really great. There's a, there's a hilarious bit where uh, I think Caroline is her, her name. She's she's I think a mixed woman, mm-hmm. and she tries to prove her blackness by cooking soul food for yeah. the group.
1: And everybody, it's awful. Everybody <laughs> hates it. Everybody's like, "Oh, this is really good jello." And she's like, "Oh, that's the mac and cheese." Yeah, <laughs>
0: that's really good. Yeah,
1: but I mean, it's just so funny and creative, and it's really effortlessly showcasing the diversity that exists within blackness. Yes, and this the humor and the the, the cross sections of where our humor meets as Absolutely. well. Absolutely, um, there's a bunch of other skits. My personal favorite skit. Uh, is also probably the nerdiest skit it has a lot to do with Dungeons and Dragons and that's all I'll tell you right now but it is very black and very funny and there's a surprise ending that really made me laugh if you've ever been black and worked in media with a lot of white people you'll love it
0: no it's fantastic um,
1: yeah so it's really well done uh, but again it's also really nerdy like they've got a lot of references to really funny kind of nerd culture things as well which is great
0: yeah, they're they're. I think some of the sketches are really inspired. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned, I think the the D and D sketch
1: mm-hmm.
0: was probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. I also liked one about Robin Hood.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was mm-hmm. very funny.
0: Um, Robin Hood robbing a house owned by black people. Yes. And we see how that how that they kind of turned mythology on its head, and I, mm-hmm. I liked how they did that.
1: That was well done. Yeah.
0: There's a there's a magical Negro clinic. Yes. And that I thought was about fun. you the whole time. Where, where movie characters go to learn how not to help white people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what makes you, what about that made you think about me? Wait a minute.
0: <laughs> no, because you, you talked about uh, Stephen King books oh, and, yeah. and okay, other characters fair enough. like that. Yeah, you've, yeah, you've always... the, yeah,
1: there were three or four of his in that sketch. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, okay. There were a lot of really funny sketches. And then they're not always like super hard-hitting as far as blackness. Some of them are also just kind of pop culture commentary. There's a funny one about ASMR yeah um yeah they're just it's just very current and very lively, and I really liked it. I suggest watching it. It's not a really long season. there's only six episodes mm-hmm. and they're all about twenty minutes long or yeah. so, so it does it's not a long watch, but it's definitely worth it. I've watched it twice
0: There's a sketch about black porn I really enjoyed too
1: oh okay, that one Not being a partaker of the porn myself, I wasn't really into that, but okay, I got the point it was it was funny, and it made a really good point i thought
0: oh it, exactly mm-hmm. i I think there... They kind of made parodies of mm-hmm. famous black films, yeah, true. and that was the part that really. Mm-hmm. The, it was what was the the quote? Let's 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 check out some of this black sexulence. <laughs> <laughs> some of the some of the like the puns they have in here mm-hmm. just uh, I thought it was really funny.
1: It's really quotable as well. If you watch it, let us know what your favorite quote is in the comments cause, and sketch, yeah, cause, please, yeah, because we thought it was funny. I thought it was hilarious.
0: Yeah, I, like you said, I don't think everything hits for me like that. Mm-hmm. I think some of the editing is great. I think a lot of the editing in the reality show section mm-hmm. of the show is really good. Like, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll, they'll cut at really great times.
1: Yeah. They've got really good
0: comedic timing. And you can tell a
1: lot of them have worked together over time because yeah. they really play off each other well. Totally. And sometimes it's a little too subtle, though. Mm. Like, you're, you can tell that they're used to working together in, like, maybe an improv or a mm. stage kind of, kind of space because they're doing a lot of kind of side bits and there's a lot of funny background events. But that doesn't always play as well to the camera as I think you think. Yes. Mm
0: -hmm. I I will say that I think I've only watched two and most of the third episode. Mm -hmm. A couple of them ran a little too long Mm -hmm. and lose a little steam. So I hope maybe in the next season they can kind of tighten that up.
1: I hope there is a next season. Watch it so there is one because we need more of this.
0: Totally. Mm -hmm. I mean like those nitpicks aside, I'm really excited to see more from the scene as Mm -hmm. you said and if they had the capacity to do some like weekly SNL like show, I would totally be down for I'd that. Oh, I'd be
1: all into that. Like a in living color style show. I'd love that. I mean, that. Mm-hmm. I think
0: this show is like an R-rated in living color for millennials. <laughs> yeah,
1: okay, I could an see all that. An all
0: black in living color for millennials.
1: Yeah, in living color for nerds for birds.
0: But yeah, you know, we you see glimpses of black comedic excellence on SNL with Keenan and his like his Black Jeopardy show, I really like mm. that show a lot. Those mm-hmm. those have been my favorite sketches of recent times. That one with Tom Hanks was, was that was brilliant. Brilliant.
1: What can a skinny woman do for you? What is not a damn thing? Not I a, love that. Yeah, not a goddamn thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> Brilliant. That whole ske- I mean, he's... he. I feel like Keenan. People say he's not funny, but I think he's way funnier than Leslie Jones, number one. And mm-hmm. I think the fact that he's always been a sketch comedian, like that's been his whole life in the public eye, yeah. makes people kind of undercut him a bit because I think he's actually consistently... When he's funny, he's really funny. But I think because he's on SNL, and that show, as cutting edge as it tries to be, is still coming from a fairly limited cultural perspective. Absolutely. Um, And I think that kind and- of...
0: And political perspective.
1: Right. And I think it kind of messes him up sometimes. I Mm. think there's times when he doesn't really get to shine, even though he's been on the show for a million years at this point. I don't think he gets to shine as much as he could. I'm excited because he's got a new sitcom coming out. And I'm curious to see what's going to happen with that. But yeah, if we had a show where it was all, it almost feels like the grown grown up version of all that with just the black cast members in Mm. a way. Like it's, yeah, I really, I rate Astronomy Club. I really do. I love it. Go see it.
0: Let us know what you thought of Astronomy Club in the comments. Shall we go on to Watchmen?
1: Yeah, well, you know our main event for the past few weeks has been the the delicious, finely spiced, well prepared dish that is the Watchmen.
0: Mm. And it was it was extra bootylicious this time.
1: Yeah, boy, was it ever! My gosh.
0: Let's. Uh... Again, if you're new to our show, we are going to spoil mm-hmm. the latest episode of Watchmen. So you haven't seen it, turn off now.
1: We gave you time. Three. If you didn't listen.
0: Two. One. Here we go.
1: Whoa, that was a lot of black men nudity. Wow, I, there was a point where I kind of I looked away and I looked back and it was just like "papa, hello," and I had to look. Full disclosure, y'all. I have a confession. I ran it back and watched it again. But, <laughs> um, I mean, who can yeah, blame you? no kidding. But yeah, it, huh. so last week we expressed reservations about the idea that they were just going to paint striking viper Yahia Abdul Mateen, I his, think is his, his name.
0: His new name is is Blue Manta. <laughs>
1: Yes. We had reservations that they were going to paint that actor blue and have this really awkward interpretation of um, of Dr. Manhattan.
0: We were right in some ways. We were right.
1: And this is what this this is the genius of the show. They keep doing things that we say we hope they don't do it because it'll be stupid. But they do it in a way that is so good. So they did paint him blue. Mostly. Uh, Most of the time. Yes, exactly. They did paint him blue, but it was not awkward almost at all. Uh, there were a couple moments where I was like, "Um, okay," but overall, the effect was much better than I thought. Um, they use a couple of interesting visual devices to kind of ease you into it, so you're not just like, "Why that black man blue?" <laughs> so, yeah.
0: Yeah, I I think this is one of the strongest episodes as far as writing and you directing You say that years. every week. Uh, uh, oh, okay. No, that's not true. I said I said that episode six. Mm-hmm. um this Extraordinary Being was the best. Okay. And I, then I said the one after that was strong in regards to advancing the story.
1: Okay, okay, fair enough.
0: And I think this is very strong as far as, I mean, again, advancing the story for sure, but also just the writing and directing. Because with with this episode, you have Dr. Manhattan, John, going through time in different ways. It's been happening on the show mm-hmm. re- almost regularly. However, this is, again, just a fresh way to do it. Right. Because again, you know, with episode six, we're going through time through Angela and her grandfather mm-hmm. through these pills. Right. But now we're, we're seeing the world through John's eyes. Yeah. And it's a very unique way to, to do this again, to keep making the mm-hmm. concept of of time. Fresh. Right.
1: And that's kind of how they solve the problem of will this man look silly if we just paint him blue and put him in this episode. They solve it by putting it through his perspective and explaining vividly mm. why he still looks lo- why he looks the way he looks, blue or black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Which is interesting. I you know, did I I'm not on Twitter a lot, but I did go on Twitter to see what Regina King and Blue Manta had to say about their roles in this particular uh episode mm-hmm. and there is a video of Yahia Abdul-Mateen just like basically the caption is something like my reaction to all of y'all watching uh, this episode and he's just cackling he thinks it's hilarious because <laughs> nobody would have guessed no. and I honestly thought that they were going to cast somebody else in the role of Dr. Manhattan mm-hmm. and not actually have him play it also yo this is the blackest show on television like and I was not expecting that and every week they up the blackness. <laughs>
0: Your God is black now. Folks. Basically, deal with it. Basically, and I the have the some... most
1: overpowered superhero in all of comics canon is a black man. I'll say all of comics canon, but well, if you think about it, okay, who's more OP than than, than Doctor Manhattan?
0: Oh, within their universe, okay, in the DC universe.
1: Whoa. Because he's a part okay, of DC Okay, he's now. part of DC. So but at that that's, point... But, but mm, wait a minute, though. But the thing about Watchmen is that Watchmen is very much its own it's universe. Contained. It's contained.
0: Technically, mm-hmm. it's not now. But within oh, this isn't? show... Oh. No, it, it actually is a part of DC now. They, oh, okay. they had a really big uh, crossover event, I want to say just a couple years ago.
1: See, this is why I don't read DC. They do silly stuff like this and mess it up for that's, those of us the who... who Doctor Manhattan
0: yeah. is the reason why a lot of the DC characters, like Batman is younger now. And oh, like that's the reason why he's that why? Because he, he, like... They keep expanding his powers. So he originally he perceived time differently. He can Mm -hmm. manipulate matter and Mm -hmm. energy and all this cool stuff. Sure. But then they started giving him more powers. He can kind of manipulate reality and create life as as we'll get into this show. This is why Alan Moore
1: stays mad in the woods stirring his witch's (laughs) cauldron. That's ridiculous to do to that character. But okay. Okay. I I didn't realize that. I mean Mm -hmm. at this
0: point he's pretty OP now though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, let's... let's. Uh,
1: okay, moving on. Forget no, good.
0: it. Let us not call have, up the
1: dark god Alan Moore.
0: We have a lot to talk about. We do. I do want to talk about how he looked.
1: Yes. A bit.
0: So You
1: seem less impressed than I do, so I'm interested to hear what you have to say.
0: Yeah. I think it was smart that they kept him kind of hidden for most of the episode. He was in the mask. Mm-hmm. They had kind of a CG character, but you, you only had his back. Mm-hmm. But once he popped up in Angela's living room and he was glowing and he had kind of had that like hotep yakub kind of like thing on his head to kind of so so he didn't have to like cut his hair and it you know he kind of had this kind of oh bigger yeah, head. yeah 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 uh-huh.
1: he I looked thought, he looked like handsome squidward but
0: yes handsome <laughs> squ-
1: <laughs> but by that point okay so this is maybe the a only dead time... body
0: and a living body have the same amount of particles. <laughs> Exactly.
1: <laughs> but the thing about it, right, is that and this is maybe the only time I was so into the drama. How, the drama of it that I was like, OK, you know what? I'm with it. Handsome Squidward. I'm with it. It
0: was that. And mm. then when he glowed, it kind of had this like kind of low budgety, mm. almost cable access glow to him. And I, I wasn't. Did you say cable access? Did you say handsome Squidward? <laughs> I mean, come on. But either way, I'm I was gonna...
1: <laughs> so immersed in this episode that I did not care that we were getting family dollar handsome Squidward. Okay,
0: I, I wrote down some quotes uh, of Doctor Manhattan in this show, and I'm now going to only say them in a Squidward
1: uh, oh, voice,
0: gosh. just because Mel, Mel Mel took us there. So everyone, thank thank her for that.
1: But but am I lying though? He did look like <laughs> he did look like handsome Squidward.
0: I totally looked at like like the the memes of like the like, like the Hotep guys out there, like Yacoub with the with the big brain, the big head. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get to the show. Let's okay, get, let's get okay, let's get into
1: this. Yes, yeah,
0: yeah. I I like that the show had callbacks and most of our remaining questions got answered.
1: Yeah.
0: I like the you know again just how integrated it was where. Vite says you have a fantastic imagination, and then he talks to both Angela and him about the other person saying the opposite. I thought that was mm-hmm. that was really cool.
1: It was. I still don't know what they're doing with Vite, but it was. I mean, at least they explained more this mm. this episode. That didn't make it really make much more sense, but yeah. fair enough.
0: I thought it was cool that we saw Vite's reactions to his failure. Mm. You know, we thought that, you know, once we closed Watchmen, we were like, oh, man, this is a wrap. Mm-hmm. But now we see him, like, almost in, the, in like, old and gray, like Batman in the cave, mm-hmm. generating scares to keep the world in some sort of check. He never left. Yeah. And he's just been sad and depressed the whole the time. The
1: whole time. Yeah, that was interesting. By the way, again, I'm shocked. I actually called it Didn't I Say... I think he's on Mars. He's not on Mars. He's on a moon of Jupiter or whatever. Europa. But, yeah, close enough, yeah. right? But I was like, I think he's on Mars being held prisoner by Dr. Manhattan. I which did is, write down, yeah, Which that, is that not you, exactly you it, it, but I was close enough. Anyway. Props, props. Mm-hmm. I've never been able to call a show like this before. I'm, I'm very impressed
0: with myself. Oh, you're good. I, you, you're totally correct. I like that fight put doodle game about appropriating the appearance of a black person.
1: Yes. Uh, you know, again, this is the blackest show on television. A arguably evil, uh, totally self-absorbed, very disconnected from, re- from reality, white billionaire, understands appropriation far better than most other people. So I just thought that was an interesting commentary.
0: When Vice said a little elephant told him about Being on Europa. I mean, of course, I guess he was referring to Lady True.
1: Yeah, because we had that conversation. Yeah, okay. So have we talked about this on the show?
0: Maybe. I'm not sure.
1: I don't think we have. So weirdly enough, you know I'm always reading. Shout out to Equal Opportunity Reader, my bookstagram brand. But I am right now I'm reading Ocean Vong, I think is the pronunciation of this person's name. I don't know. But I'm reading... The book on Earth were briefly gorgeous. And it's the author's Vietnamese American, and there's a lot of connections to Vietnam and Vietnamese culture in the book. And as I'm reading, there's a whole page and a page and a half about Lady True, who is a real Vietnamese mythological figure who rides an elephant into battle and slaughters foreign men. This show, it might not just be the blackest show, it's also the most Vietnamese show of the year. Like, I had no idea that that was like a, that her, that she was named after a real mythological figure from Vietnamese culture, and I find that really cool. I wonder if they're gonna reveal that
0: in the last episode.
1: Yeah, but you know, it was an interesting thing to discover that. Like, Mm -hmm. it kind of made me feel the way I guess people often, people who are not black often feel about black culture. I've had people like suddenly, like, discover or suddenly realize something that's within black culture like i had somebody the other day just suddenly realized whereby felicia came from and i was like you don't know that mm. right but it doesn't occur to me that they don't know because it's sure. our culture and i think maybe it's kind of the same thing maybe vietnamese people are who are watching this are like "Ah, gotcha, oh, finally. exactly yeah, yeah you know they're like oh we get it right but we're like oh wow that's amazing they're bringing yeah. in new cultures i'm sure there are people who watched the 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 Racial trauma episode of Watchmen, the generational trauma episode of Watchmen, mm-hmm. and thought the same thing, like we're realizing things about black culture that they didn't know before, that they were just putting together the pieces. And, just, we, yeah.
0: and Tulsa, of course. Yeah, One Tulsa of my yeah. was like, I didn't even know about that. Right, yeah, I, exactly. I googled it, and, wow, it's real. Exactly.
1: Like, yeah. So, in a way, maybe the Lady True reference is, is kind of like that as well.
0: Google it, folks.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. It, I googled it and did a little reading and sent Brendan a bunch of stuff. It's interesting.
0: I want to get to uh, Blue Manta showing his kibbles and bits to everybody.
1: Almost. Oh, yeah. Well, he, you know, there was a little bit of, like, cut out for modesty, but not much, quite frankly.
0: No. (laughs) I think, you know what? I think it's kind of messed up for this immortal, shape-shifting guy to just walk up in an old man's home, slinging his big junk around, like, oh, do you want me to put something on? I'm like, bro, come on. You are an asshole. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? He's an (laughs) asshole. And then, but he's he's Dr. Manhattan. He never wears clothes. Oh, how long has it been since I seen you, John? For you, sorry, I'm, I'm going back to handsome Squidward. For you, 24 years, 41 days and thirty thirteen hours. For you, and, and you know, you know, was um, like, yeah, yeah, man, I, I get it. Like, quit the condescending mm-hmm. kind of bullshit. You come to my house <laughs> with your striking viper all out. You know. <laughs> Are they gonna like try to try to kind of send me kind of send to me about, about time like bro like just shut up? I, I like how in this episode and I'll get to this a little bit later too mm-hmm. how even doc even even though Doctor Manhattan is so op, mm-hmm. the people that are closest to him like just talk down to him. Or all the just time. kind of like, you know, shut up. Like, and well,
1: that's the interesting thing about, that's one of the things I always quite liked about Watchmen is none of those superheroes like each other at all. Mm. Even the ones who are in romantic relationships. So they really just don't like each other. Yeah. I mean, it, there's something to be said about the kind of antisocial personality that makes you want to be a superhero to begin with. Um, and of course they wouldn't get along. And I really like that. And you do see that very clearly in this show because everybody, all of the people who are vigilantes or superheroes or whatever, they all have these sort of borderline antagonistic relationships with each other.
0: It's interesting that even though Dr. Manhattan is easily the most powerful, he has the The least amount of The worst social skills? (laughs) That and his ego. Mm, Because of any other person had his powers, mm-hmm. things would be a whole lot different.
1: Well, I think that speaks to just the kind of personality that people who have great, who genuinely have great personal ability and power don't need egos. Mm. They just do what they want to do. And that's, I mean, he's creating life on Europa. He doesn't need to prove anything to anybody.
0: Let's go to that because that was a curveball because mm. I didn't expect to learn so much about that.
1: Right. Yeah. They really got detailed in a way that I wasn't expecting. Yeah. You're right. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. We we thought that all this was connected to Vite like fight mm-hmm. built it and these people, but they're connected to Manhattan. Mm-hmm. I thought that was that was fascinating. I feel bad for all those servants, though.
1: Yeah, that was weird as well.
0: It's weird that they're they're like. So I'm kind of curious now. So he created, he forged the Adam and Eve essentially from mm-hmm. the lake. Mm-hmm. Does it mean that those babies are just swimming around and Adrian just picks them out whenever he wants? Cause, I guess because because yeah. even though. It's another thing where they answer questions, but then there's more questions that mm-hmm. you kind of want to explore. How mm-hmm. does that work?
1: Yeah, and where know, is KY man? Yeah, exactly. That's the one thing that they need to answer next week cuz what? But you know, okay, that was the one part of this episode. It's the, grandfather. It's the one thing, I guess, so. <laughs> 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 I mean, that would be that would be authentic to the tone this show has set so far sure. for certain. But speaking of tone, the bit with Adam and Eve and how you kind of go back to baby Joan Osterman in um, in England mm-hmm. before he goes to the U.S. and that whole situation he has with that young couple who are the was the baron and his wife, I think, mm-hmm. who have taken them in temporarily. And how he then creates Adam and Eve in their image. That's the one moment for this whole season that felt very untrue to the Watchmen brand and the Watchmen universe for me. Why? It didn't fit. It felt like it was cribbed from some other science fiction store. Mm. It felt like it was cribbed from some other science fiction story somewhere. Interesting. Which, I don't know, for some reason, something about that struck a sour note for me, and I can't figure out why just yet. Okay. We'll see if they talk about it anymore on the last episode, and I'll see if there's, if it somehow manages to turn all the way around for me. But that whole, that whole part of the episode, I was like, mm, where's this mm. from?
0: Okay. That was cool how we learned how Angela survived the White Knight. Mm. Callbacks. Yeah, yeah. And I gotta go to the, the black the black moments from Regina King. Yes, she always just just brings it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like John's in the pool. She's like, he's like, don't worry about everyone. Everyone's fine. She's like, uh uh-uh. uh, get the fuck up out that pool. Tell me where the kids are. I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I love how yeah her responses are so yes. like yeah y- yeah she she's not she's never a damsel in distress. She's no. very much like, would you just get just do what you need to do? Like, knock it off. I don't have time for this.
0: It's so black. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I love that line, too.
0: Speaking of that, on on that scene, Mm -hmm. I mean, you know what? Maybe I'll save that for a little later. Okay. um, The scene where John is talking to both Angela and Will at the same time was amazing. And Mm. once she asked him to ask her grandfather, do you know who Judd Crawford is? Mm Mm-hmm. And then, you know, John responds, yeah. he doesn't know who Judd Crawford is.
1: Okay, you got to st- stop with the handsome squid voice, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but seriously, though, what a, what a mind fuck that was, right?
1: Yes, that was a really good use of time paradox storytelling. Because the, the whole, basically, so for Dr. Manhattan, all time exists at the same minute, right? Right. So d- there's no paradox at all for him.
0: Chicken or the egg. Yeah,
1: exactly. Brilliant. Really well done.
0: Mm-hmm. Fantastic.
1: I mean, it's also a very interesting way to get out, to get yourself out of a storytelling problem that they were causing themselves, because otherwise, how would he know? Mm. But they did it well enough. And you've, when you've got a character who has that kind of extra sensory, extra extra chronological ability, okay. <laughs> that sort of extra chronological ability, then, yeah, you got to use it, I guess. Sure. Yeah, you got to show it off. So it worked out really well. But in the hands of a less capable storyteller, that could have been trouble. Sure.
0: And it's cool that of all his powers, that was the one that they focused on the most, mm. was his ability to just be passive and observe time.
1: Yeah, which I think is good because from what you just told me about the comic, it's a good thing they didn't make him too crazy. I mm. think it's, it, it is a TV show at the end of the day. You can only do so much. So the fact that they chose one specific power to focus on and really unwrap and unfold and really show the the extent of and the limits of was a really smart choice.
0: Yeah. The... The last thing I want to talk about was Regina King's performance once she realizes the the Seventh Cavalry were outside. I thought it was really fantastic. It was a wonderful yeah. action scene. She was straight up like John Wick yes, out she there, was. yeah, and I don't know if you noticed this, but I also appreciated that just because it's been revealed that Manhattan is her husband, mm-hmm. his powers and his presence never diminished her own abilities.
1: Yes, I noticed that too. Like she didn't, she never, I love that she's not a damsel in distress. She wasn't like, oh, save me, the seventh Calvary is here. She was like, you stay here. I'm gonna go tap folks in the head.
0: Yeah. She eliminated as many enemies as Manhattan did, if not more so. Mm-hmm. Did you think she she could save him? Like once they got to, to the end, do you think well, she did it?
1: You know, what does the song say? Don't save him. She don't want to be saved Um, because he didn't want to be saved. So I don't think she could have because he the whole time, like he's standing in front of the after he blows up everybody, everybody's head and stands in front. He stands right in front of the machine and I'm sitting there like, move, move or destroy it. Yeah. yeah, What are you doing? Don't stand there. But he clearly. Yeah, exactly. But he wasn't there for that. He was there to be destroyed. So I don't think she could have saved him.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've I've pretty much taken that Manhattan's word is law. So I mm-hmm. suspect that it was going to come no matter what. Mm-hmm. But it was heartbreaking, especially seeing her reaction to that. Was
1: yeah. I mean, it's it interesting because his the superpower that they posited as his greatest mm-hmm. was also his biggest weakness at the same time. Yeah. So Good it's this—he's a very vulnerable character, mm-hmm. even though he's very powerful. He knows everything, but he's powerless to change anything. Yeah. So that was. A good illustration of that, totally. but also it's very heartbreaking to watch that happen because it's Doctor Manhattan,
0: and she just got her love back. I mean, I mean, I mean, oh, she loved Cal, yeah. but she also kind of fell in okay. love with him first,
1: right? But okay, so what did you think about that? I first of all, I want to see how Janie reacts. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, when she figures it out, cause she wasn't in this episode at all. But number two, I don't know how I feel about the way they set up that romance. It was functional. Yes. It had its moments of sweetness, but, I mean, listen, if I'm sitting in a bar and some dude just sits down and mansplains to me for 30 minutes straight, we're not having a second date. That's not romantic. Well... <laughs> right? I don't care who he is.
0: <laughs> I think I think you could argue that because mm-hmm. Angela, and he said it himself, yeah. Angela is just a lost person and True. she's lonely and... True. I mean, he had to guess. If I guess what's happening mm-hmm. or why you're sitting here, can mm-hmm. I sit down? And he, mm-hmm. he brought a beer. Mm-hmm. He he delivered on the, on the promise. And, mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, if a woman in blue face just came and sat down next to me and just started telling me wild stuff, d- depending on what what was going mm-hmm. on,
1: yeah,
0: I would just have fun just having the conversation. Right, and, Angela, exactly. and Angela was just, it wasn't like totally. Angela was a damsel. It wasn't like she was mm-hmm. scared. It wasn't yeah. like she was angry. She was just...
1: She was just tired and just wanted to talk to somebody and, okay, so
0: it was a weird guy. Sure. And so it just just kind of happened.
1: True. But I guess I felt like we needed something in between the epic mansplanation date and...
0: And like morph into some dead guy so we can bone.
1: Right. Exactly. Like that, to me, like there needed to be something in between that. But what they did instead was show us scenes from the future, aka the present, which was fine, but... It was. If this was a rom-com, that's the worst relationship ever. It's not, so they get away with it. But it still, I felt like it wasn't as fleshed out as it could have been.
0: It was serviceable. Exactly, but it was, it functional. was probably the weakest aspect of this I episode. Agree.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay,
0: yeah, I, I'm with you on that. So, yeah, to me, yeah, him dying was like, like in game, like you know, mm-hmm. Tony's gonna get it, but it still hurt. You know? Yeah. So I want to move on. Do you have anything else to say about this episode specifically, or? Mm,
1: no, I don't know what we only have one more episode left. I'm already in mourning.
0: But On that just, note, yeah, I want to get into our predictions. Yes. for the final episode, and I have a couple. But if you want to go okay. go first, nope, do you nope, have anything?
1: Nope. But I want to hear what you. Cause I don't have any predictions. I I've been calling the show by accident all season. Okay. I have no idea where this is going now, and I could not even begin to imagine. I just I do feel like there's no way they can actually destroy Doctor Manhattan. That doesn't make sense because he was, that's how he became Dr. Manhattan. He was destroyed and then put himself back together metaphysically. So there's got to be a twist that we don't know about, I think. But that's really the only idea I have.
0: So on that note, I want to talk about, this show has kind of given us a guide for, I think, making predictions in some ways.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The show is good about being lean mm-hmm. and that every word said and seen is very deliberate and seeds are planted for future episodes. And so what really stood out to me was Manhattan's talk with Angela about creating life and also being able to give powers. And so okay. this is where I'm going. So he's here.
1: going to give his power to KY Man, who then does what? <laughs>
0: so i just just want to go through a couple things so number one when dr manhattan said i'm hungry that was a that was a flag to me because manhattan doesn't need food you know i didn't even think about that he doesn't exhaust himself he doesn't sleep he doesn't need to eat he doesn't need anything
1: yeah he was just in the kitchen making waffles
0: and in the bar he said that I suppose if I made something and someone ingested it, they could take on my powers. And
1: interesting, okay.
0: And perhaps Angela smashing those eggs mm-hmm. was a, a red herring or kind of a sleight of hand because he made an egg himself mm. in the bar. It's possible that he, he could have made eggs mm-hmm. without her, without those eggs on the floor. Mm. It's, it's possible that he could have left something edible on the kitchen before he got he got killed.
1: Did she eat anything? But he said he wouldn't give her the powers without her consent, and there was never a description or a discussion about consent there. Not
0: yet, but, in, again, it's, it's an episode. Mm. So my prediction is that Manhattan left something for her on the table, and consent is pretty much like he doesn't have to give it to her. Mm-hmm. But here it is, mm-hmm. and your consent is literally you just eating it. Yeah, that's true. So th- th- it's not really hard to. Yeah,
1: no, it's not hard to do. I, w- What you're saying is both vaguely implausible, but also it would be so dope if it was true. Because... Dr. Manhattan becomes a black woman.
0: A god. Black yo, woman is your god. Yo. And I honestly think that's going to be the art for her. That that's would me. be
1: amazing. I don't know if we've got the setup for all that, but that would be amazing. I wouldn't even care if it was if it made sense within the universe or not. I would just enjoy seeing that.
0: Episode six went to a lot of places because, yeah, in 50 minutes. True, so, true. I yeah,
1: mean, You know, the thing is, the, what this show has highlighted for me is that there's such a dearth of good black women superheroes. I mean, we really don't have any. We have a lot of kind of side characters and maybe could be black women superheroes. But, I mean, we have what, Misty Knight and the Dora Milaje. Um So... Sister Knight has well, okay, Storm. Storm. Yeah, you're right, Storm. But they keep doing Storm so wrong in the movies mm-hmm. that it's hard True. to appreciate her for what she should be. Yeah. or in the movies, yeah. Um or in movies and TV just in general. I mean in the comic books it's a bit different. But even then you kinda have to search. Yeah. I mean you gotta read a lot of Captain America to get through to Misty Night or a lot you're, of what's right. his name? Iron Fist or whoever. Um point being uh so yeah, so I I'm just I think that's been the most fulfilling thing about the show for me so far is that it's about a black woman superhero. And she's not a token. She's very authentic to herself as a character. She's got a really intriguing backstory that sets her up as a superhero well. And she's got a love interest who also is a superhero, as it turns out. And she's got an interesting life and she's got friends and she's just a complete superhero. She's not there to be like fierce and sassy. She's just this is her story. And it makes sense. Anyway, so if she does turn out to be Sister Manhattan, I'm here for it.
0: Sister Manhattan. Well, I mean so, look, Sister I,
1: Manhattan, handsome Squidward, couple of the year man.
0: I wanna I wanna go into some other uh parts that that kinda aid in this. Okay. Remember when he said he was on the pool and he's like, You need to see me on the pool <laughs> it's important for later. How would he know about later yeah. if he doesn't come back somehow?
1: Well Well he knows everything if he doesn't he doesn't necessarily have to come back, he just has to be existent in some sort of way. He might be reconstructing himself for the next fifty years, who knows? But although that did that did stand out to me too, just the idea standing on the pool is important for later. I thought to myself, why would that be important? Ooh, is his essence of himself in the pool? If she goes swimming, does she come out of Sister
0: Manhattan? I don't think I don't think so. No, okay. I mm-hmm. I think him purposefully making waffles in the kitchen, mm. it's like, why would you do that? Mm. And I think possibly him walking in water, to me is, you're gonna have these powers eventually. Either you take all my essence and I'm kind of living in you, mm-hmm. or you're gonna be the new Manhattan person, and maybe you need some ideas about how to create life, because that's how he cre- he create life while walking in the pool. So mm-hmm. maybe she'll she'll have that kind of she'll do that. Maybe she'll make her kids again, or the ki- like maybe the kids something happens to the kids in in the last episode and she has to maybe recreate them or... Who knows, yeah. Because Manhattan is also able to repair, like, damage. Like, like if he were totally broken up on the verge of death, he can, like...
1: undo it. Or she might be able to recreate him out of the the
0: pool. That's very true. Yeah.
1: It's very true. So he's been, quote-unquote, destroyed, whatever that actually means for a character like him. She might be able to pull him back out of the pool.
0: Or maybe she... She's Manhattan, but she can re- reconstruct a mm. cow. Period, mm. and just have him just imbue him with speech and give back his memories or something, mm. and just make him a regular person. And then she's Maybe. then she's just all hero at that point.
1: Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I love how we're just we're both just a hundred percent in on this sister Manhattan idea. No, like, I, I think I, we're convinced no. it's happening. I
0: think it's gonna happen. Okay, absolutely. Okay, and I thought once again, it's interesting talking about he was hungry, and then mm-hmm. a flash of the egg in his hand it flashed at that point to the egg in his hand, like mm. him creating it. Interesting. And he, then he also said, it's a very interesting question to what comes first, the chicken or the egg? Mm-hmm. He says, it's both. So you have here, we think that the egg really, or the chicken could be John having his accident. Mm-hmm. But kind of just like how we learn in the comic books that when the Flash got mm-hmm. hit with the lightning through the, through the chemicals, we learn mm-hmm. later on in, in comic book lore that he was the lightning himself. Right. So we see here that John is deconstructing himself, mm-hmm. or he he got his accident. Right. But we also see, like, he's possibly setting himself up to be mm-hmm. created again. Right. So
1: the whole idea of time being one very dense point rather than a circle or a line. Fair enough. Okay. Where everything is kind of coinciding along a single plane? Maybe. Hmm. I don't know. I think whatever they do, it's going to be interesting. But I have questions. Where is Mr. KY? Where is Looking Glass? Because they made a really interesting point of flagging him up in both the preview for this episode and the preview for next episode. They keep reminding you that he exists, so he's got to have a big role in the final episode. What happened to Dr. Manhattan? What is Janie going to say when she sees her blue boo is back?
0: Right, because she's right there. mm -hmm. Is he going to appear as... As Blue Manta? I mean, I'm assuming he will.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. Are they going to—I just—they've done such an interesting thing by making this choice. Just such bold choices in
0: this show. I keep saying that, but across the board. Will Blake mention his his expanded head? <clears throat> John, you, can you kind of lose that, maybe? I, I don't know.
1: Put your striking viper away. This is a family show. Anyway is it a family show not really no not at all please don't watch this with your kids somebody asked me if it was okay to watch this with their kids because it was a comic book movie and no 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 you know that meme with with bugs bunny no 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 <laughs> please not don't do that to your I children i love
0: that bugs meme i do too i have that save on the desktop just right ready to just <laughs> vote biden no, no. um <laughs> did you have anything else to say about the show
1: I don't really, but I'm, I'm excited to see what happens next. I'm sad there's only one episode left. Yeah. I, it's you been know, a, it's apparently been a ride. I'm annoyed that it got snubbed so hard at the Golden Globes. Cause mm-hmm. This is an awesome show and it's it gotten no love awards wise. The Emmys have still, the nominations still haven't been announced, have they?
0: I'm not, I don't think so.
1: Yeah. So there's still a chance there, I guess. But I, Regina King deserved a nomination. The writing, the effect, I mean, the effects, okay, but. The writing definitely deserves some love. Um, and also, apparently, this has got really low ratings so far, so nobody's watching it. Again, this is something I kind of read, skimmed, but mm-hmm. I, I hadn't, haven't done a deep dive into it. But we need another season of this. We need another season. Not sure. Not sure?
0: Okay, I'll, I'll say mm-hmm. this. I can never ask a story to have another sequel if I don't know how it's going to end. Mm-hmm. At the same time, if Angela becomes a god, if, if a black woman becomes a god just for the last 10 minutes of a show, I would be disappointed yeah, about that. Exactly.
1: We gotta see. If that happens, we need to see that be expanded in the next season. It doesn't have to be all about race again, although I would think it would be hard to take it away from there, but there's so many loose ends. What the heck is going on with Veidt? Because we can't just leave him there, trapped on Europa, trying to escape and never able to do that. Although, if he's on Europa, it does beg the question, who is supposed to see that save me message that he put out there, really? True. I don't know. There's a lot of questions. I don't know if they'll be able to answer them in 50 minutes next week, but I really hope so. They've answered a lot of questions in short time. So they I, have? I can biff in the doubt. They have, yeah. And it's probably the most, it's probably the easiest answer just presented in a really cool way. Yeah. So bring it on, Sister Manhattan. You better have a fro, a big blue fro.
0: Ooh, yeah. She like, just blows it out. Oh, but, man. But, but
1: wear clothes. We don't need any of that like hypersexualization of the black body going on. Blue body. Blue body, Right. Or you could just wear a really big dress with your ass out. And <laughs> twerk. And yeah, twerk.
0: Just Please. Shoot, yeah, just, exactly. Just shoot laser beams from Thong.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, if Lizzo's any indication, that's how you get nominated for an award. So.
0: <laughs> if you want that Emmy.
1: Hey, come on. Bring it on.
0: Wow, that went in a direction that I really didn't see coming. Yeah, um, I don't know how
1: we got there. Yo.
0: <laughs> this concludes this episode of Blurred Up. Uh, again, you can find us on Spotify And Apple Podcasts. We are on Facebook at B-L-E-R-D-U-P. We are on Twitter at B-L-E-R-D-U. And we're on Instagram at B-L-E-R-D period U-P. com Again, great site. They're talking about a lot of great nerdy cultural goodness from a black lens. Again, I'm Brendan. Thank you, Mel, for being here.
1: Thank you for having me as always. Let us
0: know what you all think about Watchmen and all that good stuff. Are we wrong? Do you guys think we're right? Do you guys have your own predictions? Let us know in the comments. And, of course, please, again, Subscribe, give us a like, give us a review, and yeah. Do your thing. Peace, y'all.
1: Bye.